This week on the podcast, more nonprofit news from nonprofitnewsfeed.com, our fun project over at Whole Whale. All right, Carisha, Nick, thanks for joining us. We're going to talk through this week's updated nonprofit news that we have carefully curated, scoured the world for, and brought to you in bite-sized bits. So, Carisha, can you start us off? Yeah, um, the theme for this week's uh, nonprofit news feed is a reminder. Just because an organization is a 501c3 doesn't mean it's scandal free. Um, In other words, just because you're a nonprofit doesn't mean you're always doing good and great things. Um, So that'll be a little bit of a theme this week. But we can start off with um, the New York Times Times reporting on a homeless shelter nonprofit in New York. Um, They found that the CEO has been involved in abuse and harassment against people who have been utilizing his organization, Victor Rivera. Um, And we're finding that Mayor Bill de Blasio won't stand for it. Um, Quoting Victor Rivera must understand that no, he is not untouchable. Um, So that's definitely developing news. But Definitely sad to see that, you know, these organizations that are supposed to be providing a safe space for people experiencing homelessness um, isn't doing what it's supposed to do. Yeah, it really brings up questions of, you know, city oversight and expectation. But like this isn't just some small nonprofit. This is a organization that has run, they say, two billion dollars, like a network of homeless shelters. And like that's massive. That's a lot of money for uh, for the city. So, uh, you know appreciate the journalism done by the the New York Times, you wonder how long it may have gone on, sadly, without great journalism. So, eesh, rough. Nick, continuing the trend, I think you found some, some interesting pieces here on uh, this next part. Yeah, George. So, Ohioans might already be familiar with this story, but the state is currently seeing its largest bribery scandal in history. And just recently, a political nonprofit has pleaded guilty to federal racketeering charges for its role in a bribery scandal. Now, a bit of the setup is a company called First Energy was channeling millions of dollars to an Ohio State politician, the ex-House Speaker Larry Householder. Um, He was arrested, but tons of charges are coming down, and, and this nonprofit has was almost created as something of a shell company purely for the the purpose of funneling money within this bribery scheme but again just continuing the the trend that just because it's a 501c3 does not mean it is immune immune from corruption yeah clearly this points to the larger problem of money in politics and i'm sure where there's one there may be others but frankly there's so many scrupulous unscrupulous ways to put money in the pockets of elected officials but to see you know the the nonprofit vehicle being used you're like oh geez uh what i always am i'm afraid of is like does this get bundled into the like oh you can't trust nonprofits they funnel funnel money into politics or is it like politics is a mess we should look at campaign finance reform i get um i get nervous uh about that that piece you know they they mentioned it as a political nonprofit um but I don't know. I don't know what hits the the trust meters uh, of folks that look at nonprofit industries and and organizations. What do we have next, Carisha, on the summary? 
Yeah, some interesting news with donor advised funds. Um, it seems that there has been an almost 30% increase in the first half of 2020. Um, donor advised funds are basically these big portions of money um, that uh, richer, more wealthier people have, and they are basically advised on where they should kind of submit that money, um, much more large ticket donations. But seeing this increase is particularly important in terms of the larger giving trends, um, organizations that may be only targeting smaller donors or one-time donors or monthly donors um, could start to take a look at donor advice funds and seeing how they can um, tap into these giving trends too. So interesting stuff for the first half of 2020, especially as that was time when COVID um, became a thing. <laughs> I remember that thing. It was a terrible thing. Interesting thing about donor advice funds. I uh, find myself more often frustrated than inspired by them. I will say that giving 29.8% is excellent. And here's the context that general foundations in order to keep your, you know, classification as, you know, a philanthropic vehicle organization, 501c3 essentially, is that, you know, you're expected to give around 5%, I think, um, uh, is the number, right? You have to be giving money. You can't just sit there, pile up money and do nothing for the, the public good. Uh, so to give away 30% essentially is actually like really great to see from donor advised funds. If this seems random to you, if it seems like who really cares, consider this for a second. Like there's a hundred billion dollars tied up in DAFs and that number only seems to be increasing. We have a lot of other podcasts with experts on this topic. So chase us down, uh, at, you know, those podcasts will add links to that. Yeah, moving on into more uh, economic things. Um, it seems that the NRA, um, specifically in Texas, has gone bankrupt. And part of that comes with uh, releasing bank statements um, and other financial documents. Um, and we're, what we'll really see is kind of some what seems to be shady dealings in terms of money being transferred um, to other people and cash payments as well. Um, so that is to come too to see how organizations are really spending their money. Yeah, I think, you know, this was covered in Bloomberg and uh, some others as well. But the other the other pieces when you file bankruptcy is like you get the full documentation of how the organization is run as, as part of that process. And I think there are some folks in New York, uh, specifically New York regulators are very interested in, in taking a look at under the hood, um, you know, if you remember, the uh, NRA's president was like definitely called into question for questionable use of funds and, and their operations. So, you know, this is maybe part of a domino that falls for what it seems like they want to do, which is pushing to try to remove or question the 501c3 validity uh, there. Um, so interesting to see that is especially for anyone interested in uh, the gun lobby work. And it's time to feed the whales with a quick ad about Whole Whale University. This is our best online content packaged in courses. We're talking SEO, content marketing, Google ad grants, cybersecurity, and tons of webinars and other templates for you to use. You can buy them individually or as an annual subscription. Uh, we really put our best work in here. And if you're interested in the topics in this podcast that we tend to cover, we go a mile deep with these courses. That's wholewhale.com slash university. Great. So up next, this is a, a weird one. Um, so back in a, a couple weeks ago with the frenzy around GameStop and the battle between users on Reddit and professional short sellers, um, of course, a lot of attention was focused on the 
app popular with day traders, Robinhood. However, anger at the app uh, for temporarily halting trading on particular stocks actually made its way to the CEO of a nonprofit that also is called Robinhood. Robinhood is one of the largest anti-poverty nonprofits in the country, and its CEO, Wes Moore, was the target of quite a lot of mistaken hatred and vitriol from the internet in a case of uh, mistaken identity, um, which kind of goes to show that the mob doesn't always get it right <laughs> all the time. Um, I should note that just before recording this podcast, it was announced that Westmore is stepping down for for family reasons um, and what seemed like a like a planned transition. But just an interesting case, a sign of the times, right? What a way to go out. You're like, what is going on? This poor guy wakes up one morning to like hate mail. Like, consider it. He's like running an incredible organization, the Robin Hood Foundation. Amazing, putting like literally hundreds of millions of dollars to work uh, to fight poverty. And he's like getting death threats. Like, oh, he may need some family time after that. But it's a good point that the mob, when it's targeting people, and you see some of those posts being like, where's his address? And you're like, whoa, 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 let's relax. Um, it, you know, isn't always uh, accurately aimed. Robinhood and Robinhood. Yikes. All right. What else do we have? Yeah. Some more feel good stories. Um, thinking about SpaceX on, on one of our previous nonprofit newsfeed podcasts, we talked about SpaceX and this fundraising push for St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital. Um, and they have started fundraising and it's off to a really great start, um, raising about a million dollars in donations um, in the first day since the flight's announcement. Um, so that's pretty impressive <laughs> within the first day. Um, a lot of this uh, their goal is $200 million, and a lot of it will come from Jared Isaacman, who is uh, the billionaire businessman who will be financing and piloting the multi-day mission for himself and three others. Um, he'll be donating about half of it, and then the other half of this $200 million goal should be coming from raffling off one seat on the flight. So if you are interested in joining the SpaceX, um, maybe join the raffle. See if you'll win a spot to space. <laughs> What an epic raffle. Like, this is the most creative fundraising. It is a, a out-of-this-world fundraising idea. <laughs> yes, I did it. I knew I could do it, and I believed in myself, and I did it. This is the type of hopefully uh, creative, democratizing, you know, uh, nonprofits in space adventures to come. But it's really nice to see also the sort of St. Jude being chosen there as the, the beneficiary. Uh, hopefully, there will always be a, a place on future seats for nonprofits to fundraise. And Nick, do we have one more story in here and feel good? Because this has been a bit of a downer. <laughs> we do, George. We need that good, that feel good story. Uh, this is a good one, also about helping kids battling cancer and illness. And this one comes from a nonprofit based out of California called the Lollipop Theater Network. And they do story time and entertainment programming for kids battling severe illnesses in the hospital. And this nonprofit's making a splash because in addition to their typical programming for kids who, let's face it, 
we can all use a pick-me-up. <laughs> in addition to their, their typical programming, um, some celebs have joined in on the fun. Anne Hathaway, Josh Gad, Tiffany Haddish have all made appearances um, in their programming for kids. So just another... Hey, another Henry Winkler. Story. What little kid doesn't love Henry Winkler? It's perfect. Absolutely. <laughs> Um, and we, I feel like, also have to uh, acknowledge the, the Super Bowl, but obviously you were all tuned into the Puppy Bowl. And uh, this is uh, one of my all-time favorites here. I think this is like the 16th year they've done it. Animal Planet puts this on, and it actually promotes the adoption of shelter pets. Uh, surprise, surprise, I guess, when you have millions of people watching, all of the pets on Team Puff and Fluff. Uh, no, so I'm sorry, correction, Team Ruff and Team Fluff got adopted and hopefully uh, pushes more into the larger uh, adoption trend, which you saw in 2020, where when people are stuck at home, they actually like to try to find an extra little friend to take care of. So um, hopefully good news and continue good news for shelter pets. Alrighty. That's what we have for this week. Nonprofitnewsfeed.com. It's for free. It is sent out weekly. We have boards that you can browse and hopefully bringing you stories that are really for the the nonprofit geeks out there uh, where we filter for the things that matter in this industry. All right. Thanks, folks. Thanks, George. Thanks. This has been Using the Whole Whale podcast. If you want to keep learning more about these topics and others, head on over to wholewhale.com university to keep learning with us. Thanks as always to gregthomasmusic.org for his tunes that underwrite our tracks. They're fantastic. Hope you're doing well, Greg. And just a reminder, subscribes really help us on any platform that you listen to us on. Please give a thought to click and subscribe and maybe even a comment because we like hearing from you. 